It's time for the only podcast dedicated to spaghetti westerns and the people who made them. Join hosts Jay Jennings and Tom Betts for the Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns podcast, which starts now. Hello, everybody. I'm Jay Jennings, and over to my right is the one and only Tom Betts. Hi, Tom. How you doing, guy? <laughs> Good. We're both here in Almeria. You're in one part of town and uh, I'm in the other. Uh, we want to welcome all of you to the second uh, Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns podcast. Uh, I'm Jay Jennings, and we're going to bring you uh, trailers and, and, I guess, features on different actors and films. Last week, we did, what, obscure films, Tom? did obscure films, films that uh, slipped under the radar. And this week we're going to do underrated actors, uh, and there's quite a few of them. There's tonight's topic. And uh, like, for example, we have people on the list. Some are higher on the list than the others. Uh, we'll start, I guess, a little bit lower. I think one of your favorite uh, films and actors who only make, I think, three films, Tom, and then end up being a teacher. The Forgotten Who, Tom? The Forgotten Pistolero. That's right. That's Wonder one of our... Man. Right, he's one of our nominees for underrated actor. Who else do we have? We got uh, the really obscure Jeff Cameron that no one seems to know anything about. <laughs> I'm a big Jeff Cameron film. He's been Jeff in a lot Cameron of movies. Right. I don't, yep. I don't think Hill. he. Right, Craig Hill. Who else we got on the list? Uh, uh, Donald O'Brien. Right, is it Donald or Donald? Well, his his real name is Donald. Oh, okay. Because they wanted to make him sound like he was. American or British, they put a D at the animated Donald. Right. And so he's on there. And I think uh, we have some uh, one people who are only in a few films. Mickey Hargitay. Uh, yeah, right. I always pronounce that wrong. And, uh, of course, Stranger from Sacramento. Guy and Madison. I, right. Mr. Jeff Cameron. Your opinion? You didn't, you're not big of a fan of Mr. Cameron or he doesn't do anything no, he, for you? No, he, he's okay. I mean, I think everybody associates him with Fadani movies and a cheaper grade spaghetti westerns, so he doesn't get the uh, uh, notoriety that the, the other actors would in the genre. Uh, he was born Garfritos Garciafolo. No one seems to know when. I found a date not long ago of 1932 which sort of fits the, the right place, but whether that's true or not. But right. he did die in 1985 in Italy. No one seems to know where. I always he died thought, in Rome or where, someplace right. else. Well, what I liked about him, he had that rugged look. Yeah, uh, he, was, he appealed more to the common, common man. He wasn't handsome, but he was rugged. Good, good stunt man. Right. Kind of like I a think helmet. That's what, he, that's what he played to. Like a helmet burger who didn't quite make the list. Right. A few others didn't make the list, or you know what? What list? There's there's like fifty or sixty underrated actors. But yeah. for for the point of the show, we thought we'd just go from one spectrum to another. But here's one. He's not too unknown, but he still's uh, flown a little bit under the radar. Craig Hill. What do you know about him, Tom? Besides yeah. starring in Fifteen Scaffolds for a Killer, yeah. one of the best oh. posters. For a, uh, for a movie, uh, for a Spaghetti Western, and of course, I want him dead. Well, Craig Hill was a contract player. In other words, he was uh, signed by a studio for a seven-year contract. So he was in a lot of films in the 50s playing small roles, uh, you know, uncredited, whatever. I did find that he was uh, in a movie uh, with uh, Clint Eastwood called Lafayette Escadrille in 1958, 
So right. he pops up there. If you see that film on TV, you can catch him. But then his big big break came when he co-starred with uh, uh, Kenneth Toby in Whirly Birds about a couple of uh, helicopter pilots. Right. And when that series went off in like early 60s, that's when he headed to Europe and became a, a pretty big star over there in Spaghetti Westerns and ended up marrying an actress by the name of Teresa Jimpera, who was also in several spaghettis. All right. And, uh, he made quite a few good films over there, really. Taste of Killing, I Want Him Dead, like you said, 15 Scaffolds for a Killer. Right. Uh, the Name of the Father, the Son, and the Cult. And Stay Away from Trinity when he comes to El Dorado. Okay. Anyway, so uh, our next uh, spaghetti western underrated actor, who I guess has flown under the radar, is the one and only Donald O'Brien. And Tom and I keep debating, is there a D at the end? Well, he's like Robert Woods. One, one, uh, one film you'll see Donald, and the next film you'll see Donald. Mm -hmm. But uh, he was born in um, Pau, P-A-U, France in 1930. His father was an American, but he has uh, Irish heritage. So... Um, this is a question maybe the, the viewers can answer for us. Um, supposedly, he's still alive. On my blog, I got a, a message a couple of years ago that he was still alive and living in France and was laughing that people thought he was dead. But if you look him up, people they'll say on the Internet that he died on November 29th, 2003. So the Europeans that are watching, maybe they can fill us in on the correct information. Right. Well, let's uh, take a, a quick look here. I hope you're enjoying our, our logo there that reminds you that we're on the air. We're the only podcast, Tom, I think from Al, from Al, Almeria. <laughs> uh, Almeria was the old way. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, folks. I've been there so many times. Almeria, two shakes of a lamb here. So, well, Tom, your world travel. When's the last time you were... Uh, at Fort, uh, I was uh, there in 2003 and 2005, so it's been uh, God 15 years, right? It's time to go back, isn't it, Tom? I well, smell it, always, always I smell it in the air. Uh, Donald O'Brien, you seem to like this character, Tom. Yeah, he's uh, another one like uh, Jeff Cameron, he doesn't get his due, always a good supporting actor. In fact, he had a couple of leads like uh, Run Man Run, where he replaced uh, Lee Van Cleef. Oh, that's right, follow up to the big gun down. Uh, Jesse and Lester, Two Brothers in a Place Called Trinity, one of the comedy ones. God is My Cult 45, which I think we saw there. Judgment of right. God is another good one. And he was in For the Apocalypse, which is a highly toted. Uh, well, that's, a little, that's Fulci, Tom. Yep. And then A Man Called Blade at the end where he gets a hand cut off. Right. By Maurizio Merrily with his hatchet. And Silver so, Saddle. One of the yeah, last Silver Saddle is not one that I've, I've seen too many times, but mm -hmm. uh, even though it is another classic Yep. So uh, moving on here, Tom, uh, the weather's beautiful out here. It's so nice and sunny. Uh, next well, coming up. A little bit more cloudy over my neck of the woods. Right. Well, you're on the other side of town. <laughs> yeah, other town, yeah. Right. So we have another kind of uh, guy who's under the radar, Mr. Peter Martell. Uh, yep. Got a rugged look. Uh, Tom, what's a little bit about his background? Uh, he's one of my favorites. Uh, Pietro Martellans is his real name. Born in uh, September 30th, 1938 in Bolzano, Italy. Uh, died uh, February 1st, 2010. Uh, he was a Mr. Italy. And uh, the big story about Peter Martel was woulda, coulda, shoulda. He was supposed to be in God Forgives, I Don't with Bud Spencer. But either got the, the story is either got in, a, in an argument with his girlfriend and went to kick her and bro broke his foot or he slipped off a horse and broke his leg. 
<laughs> but anyways, at the last minute, they got an unknown actor basically called Terrence Hill, and they put him in there, and they became, as you know, the dynamic duo. So Peter Martell sort of missed out. But uh, was yeah. one thing I want to point out to everybody, there's a documentary that he did in 1997 called Starring Peter Martell that surfaced in the last month on the Internet. So look for it because it's excellent, excellent about his life. And okay. he, he was he was a different character. He had psychological problems and right. he never, never solve them. Our next uh, actor of the day, and it's the one and only John Ireland, who we mentioned I guess uh, in our last show, he's a favorite of ours, kind of more of a featured character actor, but he starred uh, in a few things. Tom, tell us about. Yep. Well, he was a, he's a Canadian. Um, a lot of people think he's an American actor. But in, in the mic, Tom, here. Tom. Uh, he's, a, he's a Canadian. A lot of people think he's American, but he was actually born in uh, British Vancouver uh, in January 30th, 1914. Passed away in Santa Barbara, California on March 21st, 1992. And he got involved as a producer, director, theater actor, film, TV actor. Um, some trivia about him is he's a half-brother of producer, director, writer, Tommy Noonan. Uh, he married, he's married three times, mainly to actresses like Joanne Drew. He had uh, four children, including uh, John Ireland II and Peter Ireland, who are active today. Another thing I found about him after he's in later life, when he basically stopped acting, he had a restaurant. He's a a gourmet cook called Ireland's in Santa Barbara. And uh, he was usually uh, cl classified as a stoic actor. Uh, he always had a stern look about him, but he was supposedly one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. He would always stop, talk to fans, give autographs, no problems whatsoever. So a uh, great guy. He Very was cool. in uh, such films as Hate for Hate, Run Man Run, Dead for a Dollar, Gatling Gun, Go for Broke. Pistol for a hundred coffins with, uh, uh, oh, crap. Come on. Was it, they, they could be I'm busy running the show here, Tom. What? <laughs> Pistol for a hundred coffins. Peter Lee Lawrence. Isn't I'm he sorry. also in Satan's Cheerleaders with uh, John yeah, Carradine or something? That's yeah. one of my favorites. He's in a bunch of slock stuff and some great stuff, too. So he ran a gamut. Uh, let's see. Who else we got? We got, oh, here's one that's uh, kind of flies low. I think he has a cult following, Mr. Robert Hundar, Tom. Yeah, Robert Hundar, another one that didn't get his due because he started out as a hero, but uh, I guess because of his size, they decided he could make a good villain and go up against uh, the taller American actors. So he was born Claudio Andari, January 12th, 1935. Mm -hmm. And in Italy, he died on uh, May 12, 2008 in Rome. Uh, he was underappreciated, as, to say the least. And uh, like I said, because he's a big man, I think they decided to make him a villain. Well, I but think, Tom, I was going to say, excuse me, I think Robert Hondar's best role is Ramon the Mexican. Yeah, I've got that down as there. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. It's a ser kind of a serious piece, and uh, yep. he gives he gets to showcase his acting abilities. Exactly. He was in Gunfight at High Noon. Son of Jesse James, Seven from Texas, plays a bad guy. I think that's about where it starts. Relentless Four, like you said, Ramon the Mexican. This is one that I like uh, that's very overlooked, too, is one called A Man and a Colt, and he's right. a good guy in that one. Or One uh, Man, One Colt. Yep. Something like that. The Hole in the Forehead. Cutthroats Nine is probably what he's remembered for, too, because that was later on. And then he was right. also in California at the the last one he made. Cutthroat's Nine is pretty brutal. 
And then our next uh, Spaghetti Western flies under the radar is uh, Mr. Anthony Ghidra. Oh, yeah. And, and what I love about him is you can recognize him in all, you know, because when he appears, he has that face. Yep. You know, and he also, he, some of his best stuff, you know, is a hole in the forehead. Yep. And, and probably the last killer. But um, he's going to, I always, he, I think, what's the one where he plays a drunk trying to redeem himself, Tom? I keep forgetting. Tequila. Tequila, tequila oh, Joe. Tequila Joe. Wow. So he actually did the spectrum of, you know, gritty to sad to dramatic. But I don't think yeah. he gets his just due either. What do you think? I, I agree. I was introduced to him by Ali Lamage and Eric Mache from Wild East, who told me to check out Anthony Ghidra. Uh, he was born Dragomar Mojamic Ghidra on June 13, 1933 in Yugoslavia. And he died in Belgrade on November 11th, 1993. Uh, he's seldom mentioned in the genre when you talk about main stars, but he was in six titles. Uh, he goes back to Frontier Hellcat, German Western. He's in there. He goes all the way, like you said, Tequila Joe. Also Django, The Last Killer, Ballad of a Gunman, and Hole in the Forehead. But he's got that look uh, of, uh, he's always, <laughs> I don't think he's ever cracked a smile. He's right. Always, he's always serious. Yeah. Yep. You don't want to mess around with him. He looks like an older version, an older actor, but uh, he was, you know, he had that 33, so he's younger than Clint, but he looked older and he always played like the, like a, like a Lee Van Cleef uh, taking on a younger gunfighter and teaching him the ropes or right. whatever, but he's, a, he's heard- a great actor. So have you seen Frontier Hellcat? That one's missed my radar. Yeah. Yes, I have. That's with, is it, uh, is there anything to talk home about, or just early? It's one of the best, uh, best of the Winnetou films because oh, it has okay. a an actor actress named Elkie Summer in it. That was probably be that's, one of the reasons. That's enough for you to watch it right there. That's that's one of them. Okay, so let's uh, once again thank everybody for joining us here at the uh, Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns podcast. I'm Jay Jennings, uh, poster and film collector. Tom Betts, the historian we all know and appreciate for all his hard work and years of dedication to this genre, as well as many others. So coming up is another name that doesn't really uh, come up much, uh, Tom, and that's Charles Southwood. Charles Southwood, yeah. Charles Southwood, his real name is Charles Southwood. Um, When I was doing the printed WAI, Robert Minnell got an interview with him by calling all the Charles Southwoods he could find in the phone book and traced him down in Oregon. And he was born Charles Allen Southwood, August 30th, 1937 in, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Died in Grants Pass, Oregon on April 8th, 2009. Uh, well, let me interrupt you real in quick. five titles. Let me just, and before you get to them, Tom, uh, I think on his tombstone, it also says Winchester Jack. Yeah, he was in... Uh, Roy Colton, Winchester Jack. That's, That's right. my favorite film of his because yeah. the camaraderie is is very. I'm not a big fan of kind of comedy and spaghetti westerns. I know a lot of people are, but uh, that one at least it didn't look like it was just they were just having fun. Yeah, I was told that they made that. Uh, they had no script after the first couple of days. They just did it on the fly. Well, that's a day. Mario Bava movie, isn't it? Not? Yep, Mario Bava, Red Halsey. Great. Okay, go on, Don. What else? Anyways. Did he do? Uh, yeah, he was in Stranger Say Your Prayers, Three Silver Dollars, which is seldom seen. Fistful of Lead with uh, George Hilton, uh, Roy Colt, Winchester Jack, and then Guns for Dollars, which is Heads You Die, Tails I Kill You. That's the George Hilton. Right. Uh, and he, when, when, they, when he was interviewed by Robert Minnell, 
he thought he was getting the short end of the stick because they always put Hilton above Charles Southwood, but he'd been out of the picture <laughs> for so long that no one knew who he was. But right. uh, when he ended his acting career, he actually was a physicist and uh, worked up in Oregon, and uh, that's what he did for a living. So he, he was pretty smart. Did we do? Did we do oh, anything? For, I'm sorry. Yeah. One other thing I got to bring in here. Okay. He, he started a company called the Enlightened Tobacco Company in 1990, 1991, and they manufactured death cigarettes. Oh. He was an anti-smoke smoking guy, and that's what they pr produced with the cigarettes with a um, skull and crossbones on the front. But anyway, well, Guy, sure. Madison, Guy Madison was born Robert Ozell Mosley on January 19th, 1922, in a place called Pumpkin Center, California, which is basically just outside of Bakersfield. And he died on February 6th, 1996, in Palm Springs. And basically what happened to him after his career was he had a car breakdown on the freeway and he got hit Gee. and was dragged and he had terrible lung damage. And basically he died from emphysema caused by that. Oh, okay. Not years of smoking. Okay. Apache's Last Battle, Gunman of the Rio Grande, replayed Wyatt Earp, Legacy of the Incas, Five Giants from Texas, which is another over. Yeah, on this list, the only one, yeah, I was going to say the only one that I know him for is Reverend Colt. Never saw Bang Bang uh, Bang Bang Kid. With no, Tom Bosley as the robot. Isn't that, that's a comedy. I told yeah. you, Tom. I shy away from okay. the comedies. How about Payment in Blood with Ed Burns? Or is that Paid in Blood with pa uh, Payment in Blood? Yeah, right. Son of Django. This man can't die. Where he's actually dubbed in the in the American. Okay, release. so I'll give Guy Madison two that I've I remember. I've seen a lot. Maybe mm -hmm. obviously not as many as you, but Reverend Colt Reverend and Colt. Son of Django. Even though actually the song is what catches you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know my, you know I, I have to do this. His name was Tom Betts. Okay, <laughs> I always have to do that at least once per show. Guy Madison was one of those guys that never lost his looks, even when he was right. older. If he'd have dyed his hair darker, he'd look the same as he did forty years before that. He's and actually one more, in... bit of, oh, one more bit of trivia. His one of his best friends was Rory Calhoun, and they used to go bow hunting together. So, for you people, Rory Calhoun, I never liked Rory him because. Yep. He tried to hunt down Gilligan, remember, on that <laughs> Gilligan's Island? Well, maybe Guy was in the bushes, too. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. So next on our illustrious list, which by no means is an end-all, it's time-permitting who yeah, we, we thought fl has flown time. under the radar over the last 50-plus years. We all know who the names are. Uh, next on our list is another veteran who, I guess, tried to cross over into different genres, Mr. Mark Damon, Tom. Yeah, Mark Damon. Really, now, everybody says his name is Alan Harris Bourne, but if you read his biography, he said, he said his real name is Alan Herskovitz. Okay. He was born April 22nd, 1933 in Chicago. He's still with us. He'd probably rather talk to you about his as life as a producer today than his acting career. But uh, he was in 12 titles that I've got from 1966 to 72, probably best known as Johnny Yuma and also Ringo and his golden pistol. But he was in a couple of other well-known ones, dead men don't count go for broke a great treasure hunt. And they called him Veritas, which gets into their early 70 comedy right. Western. So no, I, I prefer uh, what you call it. Um, Johnny Oro it sounds much better. Yeah, Johnny Oro, Johnny Oro, Johnny Yuma. That's a great double uh, well, Mark Damon double bill. What, when we had the Spaghetti Western Festival in Los Angeles, I asked him, was there any 
thing to do with all the movies that he was westerns that he was in. Most of the time, he was called Johnny. <laughs> and you know, and he said no, there was nothing, never nothing paid into that. That's just the way that they gave him the character name. Dead so man maybe don't the count. people that wrote the script said, "Well, he's known as Johnny Yuma, Johnny Ringo. Maybe let's just keep his name as Johnny." Well, you know, it's funny. Dead men don't count. Dead men can't spell. You know, <laughs> deal, right? Yeah. yeah right. Um, and then he made some other films, as you mentioned. Um, in a lot of these spaghetti westerns, I got to cut. I have to recollect and go into my brain. A lot of these spaghetti westerns, Tom, uh, have a lot of uh, different name actors and and underrated, and they seem to, it's kind of like they go in and out of uh, different films. Um, you'll have a few in one and a few in, uh, well, you know, it's in close-knit uh, Italy, mm -hmm. you know, Spaghetti Westerns is a close-knit organization of directors and filmmakers and actors. So you kind of see three who are just in one film, you know, working with Nero, and then now four of them are together making a McGregor movie. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's the same group of, well, top 20, and then you could extend to co-stars in 50. But it seems like the same, like a nice family of both actresses and uh, actors and directors and, and crews, right. just going from one part of Italy or Spain or France to another, shooting these 10-day, 14-week, or maybe a little longer. And just, it was just, it was fun. That's, you know... A little bit of the Tarantino movie touched upon that, but I think it goes much deeper than that. Just to wake up on a set and, you know, being a young actor or a veteran, and here I am, I'm going to be in a movie out here in Italy, and no one speaks English, and there's pretty girls, and uh, yeah, I just think that whole spaghetti Western world was, was to me at least, uh, you know, I came after that. Born in 65, Tom, so it was a good year in spaghetti Westerns, but... If I can go back 10 or 20 years, I would have lived there, been a, a, a grunt, a production assistant, learning the ropes, and then coming back here to be a big-time director like Roger Corman. Well, but anyway, we let's not get... Week, we mentioned last week Fernando Sancho and Eduardo Fajardo. It seemed like every, every Western film in Spain had one or the other. But we never got tired of seeing them on... No, that's another thing. Tom, you never got tired of seeing a familiar face like Fernando yep. Sancho or an Anthony Ghidra or a Mark Damon or, oh, look, there's Mickey Haggerty, even yep. though he's, you know, he's massively dubbed. And in, in an interview, he says, I didn't care. I don't care I was dubbed. That exactly. I am who I am, he would say. That's fine, yep. man. Yep. In Spaghetti Westerns, you could sound like Mickey Mouse. And they had a group of, you know, that'd be another idea for a show, the people who dubbed them. I don't know how interesting it would be for a full hour, but maybe a segment, Tom, the people who dubbed Mm -hmm. spaghetti western they they're what they're so well known over there they're revered the dubbers because right. that's the voice they heard of clint eastwood uh maria uh, salerno was eastwood's voice so that i mean that's what he was known for as well as being an actor right well you know tom i was thinking mark damon i forgot to mention had a unique career in that it crossed over into different genres whether it's peplum or spaghetti westerns giallo yeah. Uh, and he worked with Roger Corman, made a couple of those Vincent Price, Usher, AIP mm -hmm. movies. And I was at a screening of that. I think Roger Corman spoke at the Arrow back maybe, I don't know if it's more than 10 or 15 years ago. And I think I, through his daughter and wife, I think I was the one who shot it for him. You know, mm -hmm. videoed it mm -hmm. to save for prosperity. So you got me at different angles. And then Mark Damon was one of the... Uh, guest speakers and i remember oh here he is and now how lucky he was to be able to participate in so many different popular genres around the world 
so I don't think too many actors can say that. Nope. So let's move on to our next actor, and he's Mr. Dean Reed. Tom? Yeah, Dean Reed was, uh, when I was doing the published fanzine, I went to the library one day and I read into an article said, most popular American singer in Russia. Who? Huh? Dean Reed. Never heard of him. And that's how I got involved with Dean Reed. But he was born Dean Cyril Reed, September 22nd, 38, in Denver. And he became a folk singer and started to tour. He was really big in South America and in Germany. And he became an anti-American. And so the Germans <laughs> lashed on to him during the Cold War. And he was a superhero in uh, East Germany. And the Russians loved him, too. They called him the Red Elvis. So <laughs> he was involved in a bunch of uh, bunch. I've got uh, nine titles that he was involved in. Most right. of the viewers will know him from Adio Zapata. But he was in a Winchester Does Not Forgive. A good one called Blood Brothers with Gotchko Mitic. And then the uh, last one he did was a musical called Sing Cowboy Sing. But uh, he supposedly he committed suicide and they found his oh. body in a car in a lake. But there's all question marks all about that because he wanted to come back to the States and right. they didn't want to let him out. So well, I guess Tom uh, Winchester does not forgive. But right. I remember seeing him in Adios Sabata and in 20 Paces to Death. Right. I love obscure ones. So go rent that or buy it if you can yep. find it. Uh, which another show we haven't even done. There's so many shows to come up with, Tom. Uh, we had one where Tom, it wouldn't take up a whole show, but maybe some seg a segment, uh, I guess, obscure TV Westerns that right. we were talking about earlier, like Lawman or uh, what was the other one, uh, Tom? Wasn't that a TV version of High Noon or something? Or No, I don't think so. But Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm not sure, but. Anyway, um, wagon train. Tom, these are. Didn't you watch these growing up? You know, well, the ones I watched were obscure. Rough Riders. Was See, that's one. what I'm asking for. You never heard okay. of that one? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I watched. You know, the Rifleman, the Wild Jesse Wild James West. with uh, Robert Carradine. Oh, I'd uh, love to have seen the Loner. Yeah, Loner that was another one. Yep. With the great Nick Adams, that's a tragedy. Oh, the Rebel. Yep. Oh, the Rebel. What did I call it? The loner? No, there, was, the there was one a loner with um, uh, the guy from Sea Hunt, Bridges. Oh, okay. I know Rod Serling wrote one of them. See, this would be a very short segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be about two minutes as we discuss TV, obscure TV westerns. No, but I, down the road, I wouldn't mind going over the heroines and the, the fine senoritas who are in these spaghetti western movies. Mm -hmm. they, deserve, they deserve their uh, a show. Sure. And, and uh, also, we'll maybe. Not as I said, we'll stay away from the main names that we know. And I get, I got a couple. Well, we all, everything's been positive about the show, Tom. But one out of a hundred always says, "Why can't we talk about this or that?" Well, I'll tell you why. Because it's been talked to to death. Any laser disc or Criterion, all the greats from you know Leone to Carbucci, and yeah. I don't want to name any others. We love these guys, love them to pieces. Yep. But they've been talked to to death. Here is. Ten thousand uh, dollars blood money. Yep. And it's the German one. Yep. Uh, I've got like four different versions, and so this one's one of my favorites. It kind of looks like it could be from a magazine. 
mm-hmm. but it's yeah, actually it like a, a, it's yeah. a full it's a uh, it's a full poster. Then we talked about earlier 15 scaffolds uh, for a killer. One of my favorites. There's another one where he's looking at hell with seven hanged people. This one he's actually close up, and he's looking at the spurs or what? Great art, great detail mm-hmm. uh, on that one. Then of course a train uh, for Durango. Tom, <laughs> your yep. face went went blank. I'm looking um, at it. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Anthony, it's uh, the French. Name is in that it's, one. The French sometimes they're they're um, they look kind of magazine-y, Their art, yeah. but I don't have too many. But for the half dozen, I've hundreds of posters. But for the half dozen or ten that I have that are French, I kind of got it just to be a little different because there's mm-hmm. a little kind of a fun magazine look to it. Uh, then, of course, the German ones, and they put out a lot. They would call everything Django. Um, but this one, they let Rocco be Rocco, uh, Tom. I think that was the that's ultimate a, gunfighter. That's the cleanest shaving I ever saw. That's the, you're ever. right. <laughs> but you can still see traces of his mustache. Yeah. Uh, a great uh, film. Uh, when I when I was first watched, I go, who's Rocco? And I, then, yep. then you get into the whole what something was called. That'll be another show down the road. Right. I think we showed this on show number one, but yep. it's worth repeating. Yep, that's right. Uh, Enrico Marin Salerno was the voice of Clint Eastwood in Fistful in the Dollar Trilogy. Oh, okay. The Italian voice. Anyway, uh, right. That's a, that's a four, Foglia. That's huge. Uh, here, Tom, move over a little bit so the people can see the po- other way. There you go. So, and move the mic with you. There that's we right. go. So Jamango, uh, this is the Polish poster, a uh, great Sean Todd film, probably his most best-known film. Mm-hmm. And I like the kid watching. It's like, oh, yeah. that man was shot. It's like Shane. Uh, right, it is very Shane-like. And then uh, let's wrap up a few more. Django Glenn shoot Saxon. first. Yep. Right, Glenn Saxon. Fernando. George Eastman's in there at the I think end. This is Dutch, if I'm not mistaken. I've got a few foreign ones, uh, and then what's this? Another kind of don't shoot Django or shoot first. I always it's, confuse it, the two. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, let's see, who's that? God, what is that? I'm, what's wrong with me? It's not, no, There's it's so not, many titles, right? Django shoot first. Right, <laughs> and then let's wrap it up with one of Tom's favorite unheralded films. Yep, The Last Pistolero. Who he he the guy who started Leonard Mann's still alive, right, Tom? Leonard Mann's still alive. He's a theater actor now, so most of the he does lives up in like like San Luis Obispo, Northern California. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, there we are, Tom. Uh, do you real have quick, any I'll, real quick, I'll do the okay. uh, news of the week. There's only one Tom, thing I want to show. Tom has the news of the week. Okay. The uh, there's a, been a release on CD and LP uh, of. Uh, Basically, Prepara La Barra, which is, uh, we, we've known as Viva Django over here, uh, CD and LP by Gianfranco and Gianpiero Reverberi. Uh, Fernando Baldi directed it. It stars Her- Terrence Hill and Horse Frank. Right. Released on May 25th, like I said, CD and LP. And then one of the, it's, a re- it's a reprint or a re- re-release of a, right. of a CD that came out 10 years ago. And one of the last thing is the day after tomorrow is whose birthday? Uh, oh, okay. It's Clint's 90th birthday, so we want to say happy birthday to Clint. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here talking about anything. Yeah. Well, I probably would be standing alone here somewhere, Tom. (laughs) 
But uh, let's see, you had your birthday yesterday, right? Happy birthday. On Tuesday, my birthday. Yeah. Right. And the day before was author Mike House's birthday. That's correct. And who else's birthday was uh, was there? One other person, Tom? Oh, it was the Duke. Oh, Richard Harrison's birthday shares my birthday. So. Oh, that's right. And so does the Duke, Tom. The Duke, yeah. We the have Duke. the same birthday, Tom. And James Arness. So tell, tell us a little bit about uh, Antonio Savada, uh, Tom. Oh, he was born in 1943. In, uh, actually, he's Italian. Uh, Montelepri in Piedmont, Italy. Uh, his son basically has su superseded him. Right. And his son looks, Antonio Sabato Jr., looks exactly like him. When they were, uh, Antonio Sr. was a little bit younger, they looked identical. Um, but anyways, he was um, in, I've got seven titles for him. Well, let me see, wait a minute. I'll tell you the ones that I have and that I've seen. Uh, Beyond the Law, Hate yep. for Hate, I Came, yep. I Saw, I Shot. Yep. And Twice a Judas, which I have yep. the poster for. Kinski's in that. And what were the others, Tom, that I didn't mention? Thunder over El Paso, Where Bullets Fly, and Thunder Warrior, which is a modern day. He's at, he holds his own against Lee and Beyond uh, yep. the oh, Law. Yeah. Yep. And Hate for Hate, not bad. Those are basically, I would think, his two that he stands yeah. out I in. I came, I saw, I shot a comedy. Yeah, that's... I, I, that's why I watch 10 minutes, Tom, and mm -hmm. I'd rather watch uh, man from the East. <laughs> that's probably one of, that's probably the, the most comedic of a spaghetti Western. I will yeah. go there. Um, okay. So what else, who, who else? Oh, we talked about Leonard Mann briefly, Tom, yeah. but I don't think we expounded upon him. We, he got some airtime, but we didn't really show his uh, montage. Famous for the forgotten uh, Pistolero, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, should I show that real quick again? Where is it? Oh, here it is. Okay. So, yeah, that's what he's famous for, Tom. There he is on, on screen. And uh, I have the German version of that one, actually. And then uh, he ended up being a teacher. And what are some of the other couple films he made, Tom? Uh, Vengeance Trail, which is the last one. And there was one other one. Here it is. Yeah. He was in Un Unholy Four. How could I forget that one? That one was oh, right. Road and uh, Peter Martel. Um, the great Claudio Camasso. We don't have to mention anything after <laughs> what happened to him later on, but he deserves a mention for being in uh, Garter Colt, John the Bastard, $10,000, Blood Money, Vengeance, yep. Vengeance is Mine. And I think that's all that comes. I've seen them all. Um, we talked to extensively about that film last week but he himself can portray evil and sadness and grit and regret regret and love um, a little bit too much eye mascara which i always tell you tom yep. him and gianni garco with the eye mascara um <laughs> anyway so let's what do you have to say about claudio what, what do you appreciate about his work tom well, he was brother of Jean-Marie Volante, for those who don't right. know. But you you're always there it. for the trivia, Tom. Yeah. You can see it in the eyes, but you're right. Uh, he he was always one of those guys that you never knew what was going to happen. You could see the the, the ticking in the head. Uh, his eyes portrayed one thing, but there was something else going on behind the scenes in his acting. And he was very good. He, he played against Garko very well. I guess they were pretty good friends off of uh, off screen. Right. 
So anyway, once again, I want to thank all our, uh, for real, this is, you know, no fake endings, all our watchers and listeners from around the world for episode number two of Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns. Tom Betts, I'm Jay Jennings. We'll see you next week. Adios, amigos. Adios. Thank you for joining us on the Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns podcast. Join us next time for more informative reviews, interviews, and recollections. Adios, amigos.